you take your 1400 bucks and you buy a bunch of call options with it and you go to zero, dude, you might put your tail between your legs, you walk away from the game and never play the game again. You're scared. Get a win, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, take the easy win. Get a win while you can because it's going to do something to you psychologically that's going to cause you to say, that felt good. That was fun. I want to do it again. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. Yeah, a little change in the lineup today. So you got Mark, as always. Diamond Hands Derek left us hanging here. He obviously went on vacation or something like that. He's having fun. Here we are sitting on St. Patty's Day, cranking out a podcast. Yeah, he's enjoying nice weather down in Florida right now. We should be having fun right now. Some people are dedicated to their craft. Some are. That's right. You know, someone's got to keep the lights on here. Yeah, got to work hard, play hard, though. (laughs) Definitely not diving in. (laughs) All right, so you got Mark. We got Nasty Nate Fisher. That's right. That's our chief investment guru. We got Lloyd Boy Luke. Sometimes people call him Lloyd Luke. Other times they call him Luke Lloyd. He goes both ways. (laughs) So uh, we're bringing out the big guns today, and the reason for that is I want to talk a little bit about the golden rule of investing, which is pretty simple, folks. It's don't be dumb, okay? Don't be stupid. Don't do anything that you shouldn't be doing. And we're going to help you to kind of figure out what some of those things are, right? Because there's, look, if you're a novice investor, if you're a rookie or first-timer, you're going to make mistakes. And it's okay, as long as you have the ability to learn from your mistakes, How's that saying go? Is like return on capital versus return of capital? I'm not sure, but rule number one is don't lose money. And if you do, you learn from how you lose money and don't make the same mistake twice. If you lose all your money, there is no rule too. You're well, there, done. There, 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 there is if there's stimulus coming your way. Okay, yeah, that's right. The stimmy money drops yeah. in your lap. Yeah, it's free money nowadays. You yeah. just never know when it's going to fall. Yeah, this happy St. Paddy's Day and happy stimmy day. Yeah. Right, right. I think, yeah. the, I think the stimmy fell in everyone's laps today. They're hitting. They're hitting bank accounts. All right, so let's just kind of go through. I mean, what are some dumb moves that you guys have seen people make or you just kind of shake your head like, man, you're going to regret that? Let's talk about Diamond Hands right now. Like, I think Diamond Hands... Is, Are we making is, fun of Derek? I think we're making fun of Derek right now. <laughs> Diamond Hands Derek, yeah. I mean, this is a mentality nowadays that I think is not a good mentality to get in. I, I understand where they're coming from when you hold good quality companies. But in the long term, when you're holding GameStop, AMC, all these companies that are basically failing business models forever, that's not a good long-term strategy. So I think that's something we have to address, especially in today's world. Yeah, in Diamond Hands, what we mean by that I'm sure most of our listeners know what that means, but the whole diamond hands concept revolves around not selling. No matter what happens, hold the line, don't sell. Fool number one, if you make money, you sell. Nobody goes broke taking profits. Yeah, exactly. So know when you're going to buy and know when you're going to get out of a stock or, or a bond or an ETF or whatever your asset class is. You have to have parameters of, I've made what I want. I got what I wanted out of this investment. And now it's time to move on and find the next one. Yeah. So I, as you bring up the whole diamond hands thing, that kind of thing it jogs in my mind is there has to be a clear distinction between being a smart investor and being loyal to a group of quote unquote degenerates on right. social media. Like, which is more important to you? Do you want to be a smart investor who makes money or do you want to feel like you're a part of some cult? I'd rather make hold mo- the line. I'd rather make money. I want to make money. Me. Right. So money over message boards. Yeah, yeah. That's, right, it. Right. that's, that's it. That's the same. All right, the show's done. That's it. That's yeah. all. <laughs> right, exactly. You're only the fool, though, remember, if you can't find somebody to buy it higher than you did, right? So that's what the stock market is, finding somebody willing to pay a higher price for a stock that you bought. 
And that's the kind of the mentality right now is that nobody's really looking to sell. If they're never looking to sell, the people that do sell, like you said, degenerates are going to make a ton of money while almost all the other retail investors lose their butt, <laughs> yeah. lose their ass. Yeah. Now, let's be clear. We're, you know, I called them degenerates. So did you. That's what they call themselves. Yeah. Yeah. We're not being nasty and mean. Nasty Nate's being nasty. Right. That's what they call themselves. You know, it's kind of they make jokes. Right. All right. Nate, what do you think, man? What's a dumb mistake that you see people make that has you shaking your head? I just think a lot of uh, amateurs don't distinguish between investing and gambling. There's two different things, right? Going to the casino and putting all your money on red, praying to God that you get 48% chance that it goes your way, or investing, doing your homework, and calculating a risk return that you're comfortable with to risk your money. There's always the main thing about knowing what can go wrong and how to get out of it when it goes wrong. Yeah. Well, let's remember this. But stock- that's not fun to think about. Yeah, but that's, and that, that's why the novice investor doesn't think do, about it. Doesn't do it's well. Not fun. Do, doesn't do well over a long period of time. Nobody goes to Vegas and says, "Hey, man, I'm going with a thousand dollar bankroll. I expect to lose it all. Yay, let's do it." Yeah, that's the way I approach Vegas every well, time. Well, we know that deep down inside, <laughs> but it, we still approach every single table thinking we got a chance of winning. But right? I'm trying to put a thousand dollars down on the craps table and go on a roll and make ten thousand dollars in my return. But the key takeaway is you have to approach investing as I'm willing to lose all my money. You're not going out there extending yourself, taking a second mortgage on the house, putting your family's livelihood at risk just so you can be in GameStop call options that expire at the end of the week. That is just pure stupidity. Yep. Right? Yeah. You're not taking calculated risk. Right. Absolutely. And if you take a long-term perspective, the market's supposed to go up over time. It does historically always go up, right? So when you're taking these high-risk trades and maybe going into a penny stock or these high-risk options, that's not the way to approach it because in the long term, your money should grow, right? Yeah. If you are investing it somewhat properly, like you might not be outperforming the market. Our goal here is to outperform the market, right? That's what we come in day in, day out and try to do. But for a lot of people, if they just go ahead and put their money into something it should grow as long as they're not putting it into a completely over the long asset. run. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, time horizon is always important. Yeah. Right. But look, I mean, we had a meeting yesterday with someone who's got, I believe, a four year old child. Right. And we're talking about college planning. Right. So you got 14 years until you need any money for college. I'm extremely confident that the market will be higher 14 years from today yeah. right i mean I, I hope so if it's not we probably <laughs> we, won't be we're out of business dude we're out of business yeah <laughs> either that or we've shifted our investment strategy towards something like bitcoin yeah yeah right? <laughs> absolutely i'm gonna go up next so one of the biggest blunders i see is with novice investors you know especially the ones that are using the stimmy checks that they've gotten over the course of the past 12 months or so what nate we tallied it up yesterday what is it like 3200 bucks or something per person Roughly per, yeah, per individual. Yeah. All right. So about 3,200 bucks over the course of the last year. And I had people reach out after the first, I think it was 1,200. What is that? I don't yeah, it was 1,200. It was 600, 1,200. 12, 6, 12, 12 and then 14. Yeah. All right. 12, 6, 14. So after the 1,200, I had people reach out like, hey, dude, where should I invest my money? Right. You know, trying to hit a home run. I just to- got that text. Two days ago, yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm back on Robin Hood. What's, what's yep. the stop? Literally yep. got that text two days ago from a friend. It wasn't from Tony, was it? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was. I don't, get, I don't get the stock text, though. I get the what option call should I buy. That's even more riskier. Your friends are bigger degenerates. Uh, they are. They that really are. worse, man. I mean, look, I think when you're starting off, especially if you're listening right now and you're planning on how you should invest the 1400 bucks that just fell in your lap. 
Or if you're a family of four, it's a little bit more than that, right? $2,000 child uh, tax credit too. Yeah, (laughs) right. So if you're thinking about what to do with that, I think one of the biggest blunders people make is they try to swing for the fences, right? And you might say, well, hey, dude, if you swing for the fences and strike out, it's only 1400 bucks. But my issue with that is investor psychology. And if I was playing baseball back when I was eight years old, first year of, I think, kid pitch, you're eight years old, dude, you got a kid pitching against you. If I stepped up to the plate all season long and struck out, I don't think I would have ever played again. No, season's done. I took enough of a beat down that I would never, ever, ever play again. If I step up to the plate that first time and I hit a home run, you better damn believe I'm going to play forever. (laughs) But that's not realistic either. But if I stepped up to the plate and I had a decent batting average throughout the season, I got some hits along the way, I'm going to continue to play the game. And I think as this relates to investor psychology... I think that's really an important analogy that you can apply towards investing. If you take your 1400 bucks and you buy a bunch of call options with it and you go to zero, dude, you might put your tail between your legs and walk away from the game and never play the game again. You're scared. You're scared. Terrified. Right. It beat you up mentally and emotionally. On the flip side, dude, there's no secret Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, those kind of companies. There's no secret. Those are good companies. Those aren't going to be a 10 bagger for you over the next two years, right? right? Like they're not going to 10X. Maybe they will. I highly doubt it because they're already trillion plus dollar companies, but that's your single and your double. So what I think early investors should do is get a win, dude. Mm -hmm. Like take the easy win, get a win while you can, because it's going to do something to you psychologically. that's going to cause you to say that felt good. That was fun. I want to do it again. The one thing that a lot of people don't account for is the knuckleball in investing, right? So I used to be a knuckleball pitcher. I love talking baseball right Dark, now. It's trash. Yeah, it's right. Trash. I, I can never throw fastball, garbage. so I had to resort to something arm, else. Arm was garbage. Yeah, exactly. Arm was garbage. All right, we got diamond hands, Derek. We got weak arm, Luke. There we go. I like it. I could never break 80 miles per hour in a fastball, so I had to throw a knuckleball. But I played Division three college. At least I played something. But anyway. Yeah, that's good. Anyway. The knuckleball, though, when it comes to investing, the knuckleball can do anything, right? That's what makes it an amazing pitch because it can move down, left, right, up. You never know what the knuckleball is going to do. So when you go in blindly, like you were talking about these call options or not picking maybe some best of breed stocks like the Amazons, Apples of the world, a lot of things can happen in the market. There's so many different variables. And when that knuckleball comes at you, if you're too heavily into an investment, you know, over leveraged or you have these call options, you can lose all of your money. And we all we are talking about this a lot, but those knuckleballs happen a lot in the market. All right, dude. So I'm going to take that to the next level. Yeah. So I like where you went with that. A knuckleball does absolutely nothing at all when there's no wind. Yeah. It's a, a knuckleball it right is there. all over the place when there's wind. Correct. There's a lot of freaking wind right now. Yep. Noise. You got stocks being manipulated. Do GameStop, I don't know, it's over 200 bucks a share as yeah. we're recording this. Yep. Shouldn't be. Stock's not worth that. What are they going to do? They're going to. So, so there's two schools of thought, right? One, the market can stay more irrational than you can stay solvent. And number two, I'm going to put my PM hat on right now and say, hey, if you want to be involved in these speculative things and take those shots, right? And so sit on the sidelines, size it appropriately of your portfolio. Right. So maybe it's 10% or less of your total assets that you're trying to swing for the fences while you let that 90 or 80% actually compound in the Amazons of the world, the Microsofts. Right. Right? Yeah. I like that. And I think that's totally prudent, right? You carve out a reasonable chunk of your portfolio 
And you can go buck wild and reckless with it. But the rule is, if you lose it all, you can't go borrow from the other pot of your (laughs) gun. Right, right. You're retiring. Your jersey's not going to be on the rafters. You sucked at it. Okay. (laughs) You're done, dude. You're out of the game. Now you're just going to plug and chug. And you can't complain about it either. I mean, there's there's a ton of people out there that are complaining about losing all their money in the markets and how, you know, they should get their money back or they should get more stimulus, whatever it be, right? I mean, there's a lot of complainers out there. Don't be a complainer. (laughs) If you're going to go ahead and make stupid decisions, you're going to get stupid results. I mean, that's what yeah. the, the whole part of investing in stock markets is a zero sum game. Right. Somebody wins, somebody loses. And that's, why we, that and that's why we love it, because we're all competitive. We all love winning. Yeah. That's why we love the stock market. We all played sports. But you know what, <laughs> so. dude? So we all love winning. But, dude, I used to practice my ass off. Yeah. When I was a kid, my dad, he gave me a rubber baseball and he took me out to the garage and he put a square on the garage. Yep. My mom was pissed. She thought I was going to ruin the garage. And my dad's <laughs> yeah. like, you throw the ball into that square all day long, every day. Absolutely. And that's what I did. And I beat the hell out of that garage, dude. I, I, was, I destroyed it. Okay? I was there with you. My dad used to make me run laps around my neighborhood when I struck out when I was like five years old. So I've yeah. been there, done that. You yeah. Know? It takes a so, lot of practice. So we want to win, but we also do whatever it takes to give us an edge. That's important. Yep. It's not like we just want to win, dude, and we just show up and we think we're smarter than everyone else and we're going to pick better stocks. Dude, we work our butts off to try and get an edge. That's what it's all about, dude. I think we've all been around the ringer, too. We've made those stupid mistakes so that way we can prevent those stupid mistakes from happening to other people. Like When we first started out investing, we didn't know exactly what to do. At least I didn't when I was 16 years old and first started trading stocks. I didn't know exactly what to do. I had to learn the fundamentals, the technicals. It took time to build that up. I made some stupid mistakes back then, but I'm glad I did because it taught me so much in how I can use properly managed stock strategies and fundamentals, technicals to my advantage now. Yep. Nate, final thoughts from you? Do the homework, man. Put the time in. If you don't put the time in, it's the same thing like you guys were talking about in sports, practicing. you got to put the time in to be good at anything you do in life. It's the same thing investing. You're going to take your lumps. You're going to take your bruises. Don't quit. Put the time in. Learn from your mistakes. And don't keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. Yes, learn from your mistakes, dude. There's always a lesson. Always a lesson. And making a mistake without learning from that mistake, it's not a good situation to be in. Just going to continue to repeat that same mistake over and over and over again. All right. Well, that wraps up today's show. I thank our all-star panel here. What do they call them? Like when the baseball players went on strike, where they substitute players they brought in? Scabs. Scabs. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Scabs. You guys are the scabs, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think of myself as the DH, you know, coming in here. There you heavy. go, dude. No, there we go. All right. Well, thanks to Knuckleball Luke. Yes, sir. That's what we're going to call him, Knuckleball they Luke. They used to call me Nuxy back in the day. Le- left arm Nuxy. <laughs> thanks to Nasty Nate Fisher. And obviously, thanks to me, because I'm here as well. So I'll give myself my own thanks. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks to you for listening. We appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button. Shoot us any questions, comments to info at swpconnect.com. Check out the YouTube channel, and we'll talk with you next week. Thank you. Hey, it's Mark. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Look, if you wouldn't mind, please go to your podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use, and give us a five-star rating and review. You know, the best way for us to continue to educate and enlighten every single one of you is for more and more people to know about us, and your review would help us with that. Also, we've had quite a few listeners reach out to us lately asking about financial planning. So we've decided to offer a special to every single one of our listeners. 
It's a $495 comprehensive financial plan. No strings attached. You don't have to move your investments under our management. We're not going to use the plan as a gimmick to sell you a product. There's absolutely no hidden agenda and no further obligation on your part. You just get great conflict-free advice from us. And all you have to do is visit your495plan.com. That's your495plan.com. Fill out your info. One of our certified financial planners will reach out and begin to build out your plan. Visit your495plan.com today.